Welcome back. Hour number two of the uh, Bill Michael Show. A little bit of breaking news. A little bit of breaking news. It's official. ESPN's Monday night broadcast is Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. They have both signed multi-year agreements. They both have left Fox. They're the new voices of Monday night football. So on Sunday night, it's Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth. On, su- on Monday night, it's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. On Thursday night, now this pretty much, now there's rumors that Al Michaels may go back to Fox and do the Fox game. If not the Thursday night game. So there's a lot of shuffling going on right now in the world of uh, NFL broadcasting. Just wanted to bring it to your attention. Uh, joining us now on the uh, hotline, our guy Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus uh, joining us. Ben, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well, Bill. How are you doing? We're doing great. Uh, we've got Aaron Rodgers back in the full. Let me first of all start out with uh, the question to you. After getting a look at the numbers, Aaron Rodgers categorically denies getting $50 million a year, but then you look at the numbers and you're like, no, he was pretty much getting $50 million a year, right? He definitely is getting uh, $50, $50 million basically, $150 million fully guaranteed. Uh, so, yeah, you know, probably the richest quarterback contract uh, in history. But, you know, I think there are uh, two sides to this point. Obviously, it does help uh, the Packers for the foreseeable future. I think it moves roughly $18 million out of their salary cap for this season. So, uh, freeing up some money to potentially extend out uh, Devontae Adams on a deal that will hopefully bring him back into the fold as well uh, and not have him play on that franchise take here. So what do you think is the true value of Devontae Adams? I know that uh, there was rumors that he turned down a $23 million contract, a $25 million contract. He was talking 34 to $36 million at one point, which I think is crazy money. What, what, what is it right now in the open market do you think Devontae would actually get? Yeah, it is interesting because I think the Christian Kirk deal uh, in Jacksonville kind of at least didn't necessarily reset the the wide receiver market, but definitely brought some pauses to it, right? Because I do think that was uh, well above expectation. So it does seem like there is uh, at least some precedence for wide receivers to potentially get more money than what a lot of people expected. I think we had it pegged right around uh, a four-year deal, uh, around $28 million, $27.5 million average for Devontae Adams. It looks like it might get closer uh, to 29 or 30 million, but I think that's the range that we're definitely going to see it uh, fall into uh, on a three or four year four year contract, kind of fitting in with where Aaron Rodgers is at as well. So I think 28 to 30 million is probably where it's going to settle. Uh, it doesn't sound like he wants to do you know too many favors for uh, the Packers right now, but I do think getting him up above that franchise tag is definitely uh, priority number one for Green Bay here heading into the July 15th deadline. What do you think the Packers do in the open market? There was some uh, talk about Jarvis Landry. Maybe they had some interest there. I, I mean, to me right now, they can't do anything until they get uh, all the numbers done with the guys in their own house because they've got Jair Alexander, who they probably have to extend. they got to restructure maybe Randall Cobb. they got to get Devontae Adams done, correct? Yep, yeah, definitely. I mean, they have to get Jair Alexander, who has been, you know, one of the best cover cornerbacks in the NFL with healthy. I do think, you know, getting him is pro- probably priority number one right now. Obviously, you know, the various Smith uh, release. I think part of that that is because of Preston Smith's performance. Uh, so they did re-up him for four years and fifty-two million. So definitely taking care of the guys in house uh, makes a lot of lot of sense, especially given you know the state of the NFC. Uh, you know besides. 
outside of the Packers, it's really the Rams and Buccaneers and no one else really looks like they're going to be able to contend uh, to win that conference championship. So I think bringing back uh, the players that they had in the fold in 2021 uh, should help them at least get uh, to that conference championship game. Then we'll see what happens from there. Not that they're going to, but a lot of people question what you can do with the franchise tag. Now, they cannot trade him until he is signed, so they can't trade him. And if it gets crazy and out of hand, the Packers still have the ability to rescind the tag and allow him to be a free agent, correct? Yep. Yeah, so they can pull it back. Basically, I think like the July 15th date uh, is kind of the key uh, key date to basically watch out for. They're probably going to be negotiating up to that time. If they don't, that's kind of when they can rescind that tag. Uh, but yeah, that's you know, obviously delaying, I do think, you know, letting the rest of the wide receiver market kind of settle a little bit was a really smart uh, decision from, you know, the Green Bay Packers front office. So uh, definitely, uh, you know, Devontae Adams can say what he wants right now, but uh, I do think with Aaron Rodgers back in the fold, he's definitely going to be there uh, catching passes from Rodgers here as we start 2022. But with that money sitting there, He's kind of hand-stringing, hand-stringing the team right now because had he signed a deal and made it relatively cap-friendly this year, they would have even more money to be able to go out maybe dipping into free agency and pick up another wide receiver help or another defender or something to that effect. Right now they have to keep that 20-plus million set aside yep. for Devontae, correct? Yeah, definitely. So I think that's maybe why you saw you know some uh, a little bit of you know team friendliness with the Aaron Rodgers situation. Hopefully they can get you know Devontae Adams. Uh, you know, no contract situation figured out before them. But a lot of these, you know, wide receivers haven't necessarily, you know, there hasn't been a bunch of huge splashes in the free agent market from a wide receiver perspective. Like Chris Godwin got franchise tag, but, you know, Allen Robinson uh, is still sitting out there. I think DJ Chark, you know, went to Detroit on what looks like a really team-friendly deal from him. So he was a guy that could have maybe made sense if they would have had Devontae Adams all figured out. But I still think they need, you know, a guy like Amari Rodgers to emerge here in his second season at the wide receiver position. And then, of course, uh, the wide receiver class is pretty deep through the NFL draft. So I think at the 28th pick, uh, you know, that definitely has to be the target if they're not going offensive line at that on that first-round selection. Okay, so the NFL free agency tracker now, you've got what the hell happened in Dallas? Because that seems to be the one that everybody's talking about. Randy Gregory seemed like he was coming back. You got Jerry Jones tweeting it out, and there's all the love, and all of a sudden he's gone. Yep. Yeah, and Adam Schefter got tricked as well. So uh, definitely it sounded some like an 11th or 12th hour, you know, a little bit of tomfoolery or something from Dallas aside, trying to enter in uh, some potential um, ways of avoiding the contract if certain expectations weren't hit with Randy Gregory. Uh, it depends on what side you fall uh, on as far as who you believe, but uh, Dallas is saying that they have that in every single contract outside of Dak Prescott. Others are saying that's not necessarily true, so... Uh, definitely, you know, the reasons why it was hung up uh, probably look minuscule uh, if that situation actually would play out. But uh, from Randy Gregory's side of things, I think he felt a little bit mistreated and uh, could potentially get more money from Denver. And that's what he ended up doing. So a uh, pretty big loss for Dallas. Uh, they did get DeMarcus Lawrence on uh, a fairly team friendly deal as well. So maybe that alleviates some of their pass rush situation or concerns. But there's still a team that I do think is uh, definitely in the tier below uh, the top three teams in the NFC right now heading into the 2022 season. So you, you look now, the big name that's out there is everybody's talking about Deshaun Watson. No charges filed after last Friday's, uh, you know, grand jury said, nah, baby, nah. So now, you know, you're probably waiting for the league to come down on him. 
but a lot of teams are willing to take that chance. Baker Mayfield with that very non-cryptic goodbye to Cleveland, not knowing what's going on with his future. Mitch Trubisky's now over in Pittsburgh. I mean, give me, give me your thoughts, first of all, on Deshaun Watson and where you think he ends up. Because very quietly, I think Seattle's sitting there waiting as well. Yeah, I mean, I just think the state of Seattle's roster isn't in a really great position to win. Uh, and I would put, uh, you know, the Atlanta Falcons roster in a similar boat uh, as that. So, I, I mean, I know it sounds like uh, his preferred destination might be Atlanta. That's him kind of going home. You know, he has some, uh, you know, uh, relationship with Arthur Blank, uh, the, the Falcons owner as well. So I do think, you know, that definitely makes sense. But from a team perspective where he's actually going to be the most successful, I do think the Carolina Panthers make a lot of success, uh, make, make a lot of sense. Obviously you're going to have to compete with, uh, you know, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a couple of years, but I do still think that's a team that they can definitely overtake uh, given the talent they have on rookie contracts, uh, slightly new head coach still in Matt rule as well. So I think, Panthers is probably where he's going to end up landing. That's going to be uh, kind of the domino that sets off, you know, the rest of the, you know, quarterback uh, market with Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield. Uh, one of those guys probably going to land uh, in, in Indianapolis, which is another roster that, you know, is kind of set up outside of the quarterback position to be really successful. So uh, I think, you know, a guy like Baker Mayfield in Indianapolis makes a lot of sense. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is a consolation prize, but, uh, I would be shocked if we don't see uh, Deshaun Watson, at least on the Carolina Panthers roster as we start 2022 season. And then, like you said, uh, the question becomes, uh, what is his you know, suspension going to look like, either four to eight games or something like that? I do think it's probably where they're going to end up. So might still be a situation where the Panthers cannot compete in 2022, but uh, are set up for a lot of long-term success here in 2023 and beyond. So give me your thoughts right now. Who's some of the better names that are out there on the open market? And uh, may, we're talking, first of all, let's talk wide receiver, just for the fact that the Packers may need another wide receiver before it's all said and done. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Alan Robinson, veteran guy, didn't really get a great shake uh, in Chicago, but he would make uh, a ton of sense as a secondary receiver option uh, in Green Bay if they could pull off some sort of team friendly deal. I do think he kind of fits. Uh, the exact capabilities that, you know, have made Devontae Adams really successful. So those two paired together with Aaron Rodgers would be uh, a pretty dynamic force. So I like him quite a bit uh, as, you know, a wide receiver on a potential bounce back contract. Odell Beckham Jr., a lot of people uh, are still talking about as well. I don't think he's necessarily uh, the approach that I would take from Green Bay's perspective, but uh, we'll see. I do think, you know, they, they, it sounds like Marcus Valdez Scanley is definitely not going to be in the fold whatsoever. So, um, they could maybe be involved with a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster or Jarvis Landry, but uh, as more of a slot possession receiver if they don't end up doing anything with Randall Cobb. But I still think, you know, Amari, Amari Rodgers is going to be that guy in the slot position, so I'd be looking more for the outside receiver. And if you can get a guy like Allen Robinson, uh, I do think that makes the Packers probably one of the most dynamic offenses in the NFL uh, and, and very much of the uh, Super Bowl contender headed into 2022. What do you think it takes to get Allen Robinson into the fold? Yeah, that's a, that is going to be the question, right? So we can, um, you know, probably, what's it going to be? Something like, you know, three years, 16 million average, 18 million average, probably uh, close to what, you know, Christian Kirk got or something like that. Maybe they can go, you know, two years, 19 million or something like that. But uh, it's going to be somewhat expensive. I do think he maybe has to uh, take a little bit of a discount uh, in order to go to Green Bay. So maybe it's not the most likely scenario, but uh, that would definitely be a home run signing from my perspective. 
How far away, now we look at uh, the, the NFC, and you've got uh, obviously Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady coming back, and then Aaron Rodgers. Is there another quarterback in the NFC that uh, you know is capable of really jumping in and leading their team? I mean, I guess you could kind of look at Kyler Murray, but he's yet to put it together in a full season, and some are thinking maybe he's just he's pissed off at the organization and he may not be in the best of headspace right now. So I don't know if he's even ready to lead his team. Right, definitely. And I, and I agree with Kyler, you know, the Kyler, Kyler Murray situation. I do think Cliff Kingsbury is probably a little bit overvalued as, you know, a, a play caller for, for them as well. So Arizona is not really a team I'm overly excited about. Uh, if I was choosing somebody to maybe take another step forward, I do think Jalen Hurts, even though, you know, his, his playoff performance against Tampa Bay was uh, pretty abysmal, I do still think in year three, uh, he can be a guy that's definitely a uh, high floor, maybe a little bit lower ceiling, so probably never going to get up to uh, the likes of the quarterbacks discussed previously. But he's a guy, uh, given the state of their current roster, that I think they could be uh, potentially a dangerous uh, a dangerous team as, you know, a wild card team uh, in the NFC. And I do think they would be a pretty tough out given, you know, all the draft picks and capital that they have available to them this season. So uh, they can definitely swing a pretty heavy bat. And I think if Jalen Hurts, takes a, de- a decent step forward, uh, they're going to probably be, you know, that fourth or fifth best team in the NFC uh, when it's all said and done. Where are they, How good are the Rams going to be, in your opinion? Now, the Rams, I mean, Whitworth retires, so he makes that official. Yep. So he's, their, their big left tackle is now gone. But And you don't have Odell Beckham Jr., unless, of course, he ends up re-signing with that team. But well, that's somewhat unlikely. So how good is that team going to be going into next season as the defending champion? Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, you know, from PFF's perspective, we were probably low, lower on the Los Angeles Rams than a lot of their teams. Obviously, or a lot of other places. Obviously, that didn't work out well uh, for us and them winning the Super Bowl. But I still think, you know, they're they're not going to be uh, the elite level team that I think everyone gives them credit for. Von Miller is going to be gone as well. It doesn't sound like Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be there. So if Robert Woods would, comes back. Uh, and is healthy, maybe that helps them offensively, but uh, they still have a lot of holes to fill with guys that uh, are probably a lot more tweenerish than what they had previously done in 2021. So it uh, makes me nervous given the fact that I do think that was pretty close to Matthew Stafford's ceiling uh, performance outcome. I do think that, you know, Cooper Cup as well uh, definitely looks like an elite level receiver, but the way that he played in 2021, almost historic from the wide receiver position. Are they going to get that kind of return on both those guys again uh, in 2022? I think that's a tall order and a tall task to actually ask for. So I think they're probably going to take a step back. Uh, I don't see them playing in the uh, very well. I don't see them playing in a lot of simulations in the you know conference championship game, but I do think that uh, they're probably going to be a little overvalued in the betting market heading into 2022. So I'm not necessarily a believer, uh, but I've not been a believer before, and I've been wrong on that. So we'll see if that's the, you know doubling down uh, on an incorrect take or not here as we head forward. Real quick, who's got the better team in the NFC? San Francisco? They've restructured Kittle and everybody, and they're trying to put more money under the cap, or now Tampa Bay with Brady coming back. Yeah, I still think I, I, you got to go with Tom Brady just based on the quarterback situation. I do like the fact that they still have you know, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans as well. Uh, you know, We've seen Kyle Shanahan be able to get it done with a number of different quarterbacks. Uh, is Trey Lance you know, going to be able to elevate their offense uh, really well in 2022? I still think that's one of the biggest remaining questions as well. So, so give me give me Tampa Bay, given the fact that they kind of have a lot of guys returning now with Tom Brady back in fold. I definitely think they are, outside of Green Bay, uh, the team to beat in the NFC. Great stuff as always, Ben. I appreciate it. We'll touch base again soon down the road, okay? 
Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks, Bill. Have a great show. Thanks, Bill. You too, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. That is our buddy Ben Brown. He is from Pro Football Focus, joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Water Doctors. Go to h2theletterodoctors.com. That is h2theletterodoctors.com. And not only is the Connecticut Water Softening System the best, but they also do a lot of great stuff for veterans as well. And I highly recommend you just take a look at their website and see if you can donate to the Custom Canine Service Dog Academy as well. Go to h 2 the letter O, doctors.com, or call them directly out on Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha, and they're servicing all over the great state. 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show. We got you. Got you covered. Hey, if you're coming to Milwaukee, going to head down to maybe one of the tournament games, listen up. If you're a Wisconsin fan, you're going to head to the tournament games on Friday. Stop in. If you're not going over to Stenny's, you can always stop down, say, in Giorgio or over to uh, Calderon Club. Stop in there. They get That's the best Italian food you're going to stick in your grill, and they pair that up with Cider Boys. And it's just, it's walk in and ask for the Bill Michaels. I'm telling you, just, just go get it. You, you won't, I, I won't, I won't let you down. I won't let you down I'm telling you. And maybe say you don't want to do that before go after, make it a nightcap, go in, go after the games and, and after a, a Badger victory and go in there afterwards, maybe get some pizza before you can always stop by MKE brewing, maybe do a little beer tasting craft brews. And they're right next to the Pfizer forum, right up the street. Uh, I think it's like two blocks up the street. Right near the old Pabst Brewery, which is really cool. That historic area up there on 9th Street. So two great places to go. And what whether it's whether it's Italian food and, and the Bill Michaels pair it up with Cider Boys or go up to MKE Brewing. Oh, good stuff up there. And you can even get an appetizer. They got Bottle House 42 right next door to the restaurant. Really cool place. They're going to be doing brewery tours. Make a day of it. Make a day of it. Stop in and tell them we said hi. Really good stuff. Uh, yes, Joe, I uh, posted a picture. I, I told you I've been kind of collecting wine. And I got into this, um, I don't know, a few months back, four or five months back. And I finally really kind of got the area in the bar done. It's just a small area. It's nothing big. But I, uh, I posted it. I posted a picture of it. And the wine rack is coming along. Uh, I think we're, it's not the amount of bottles. I think we got like 50-something bottles of wine now. Wines and champagnes, but I just drank a lot of it, wine at night. Just, just pound it down like you're going to the electric chair later on. So when uh, they finally do fry your ass, grapes just come pouring out of your pores. It's fantastic. Um, but it's amazing when I started talking about this, the amount of local wineries in the state of Wisconsin. We do not have Ben. Are you a wine fan? I like it. Wouldn't call myself a connoisseur by any stretch, but I enjoy wine. We do not have. The official wine of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. We don't have that. Well, let's get I go to chi- I go I go to Chiseled Grape Winery, uh, which is in uh, Grafton. I go there. Uh, I was just out at Wallersheim, out in Prairie du Sac. 
Uh, there's the uh, Door County Winery. I know of them. I've had some uh, some wine bottles from them before. Uh, I just and now everybody's coming out of the woodwork. But I, as I'm sitting here, uh, I got a um, an email. A guy named Jake says there's Forgotten Fire Winery. There's Solu Winery. I, I was approached by them. They said, "Hey, we listen every day." Forgotten Fire Winery. They say they listen all the time. Listen to the program. I don't know exactly where Forgotten Fire Fire Winery is. But we, we got all kinds of them, you know, chiming in now. We need the official winery of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. That's what we need. That might help me finally graduate from the $3 Trader Joe's bottles. Well, you know, the three, look, I've said if it tastes good and you like it, enjoy it. It doesn't matter what it costs. Not, not at all. Because people ask me all the time what my favorite is. My favorite is whatever tastes good. I've got a little bit sweeter taste, and uh, and Kristen's got a drier, non-sweet taste. So it's a little bit of a, a dip. She does like Pinot Grigio and things like that. Uh, I like a good Merlot. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon it seems to be like the new thing. It used to be Merlot years ago. Merlot is what everybody had to have, and now Cab is kind of the wine. Um, I know Pinot Noir has become bigger, and if you're smoking a cigar, people tend to like Pinot Noir. I do have a bourbon collection, but that's growing, but that's on the other side of the bar. Uh, but I've gotten into, uh, and I know people kind of chuckle at this, but I like Moscato. There, there's a couple of Moscatos, and they're not expensive. There's a couple of Moscatos I really like. And then, obviously, uh, there's different types of champagnes, depending on what you like. You know, I'm not one of those, you know, uh, those you know cheap-end brute guys where you just buy it just to buy it. But uh, there's a couple, you know. And I don't know their names, but I know they're good. I was over at uh, 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. And Kristen had bought us a bottle of champagne for my birthday uh, last year. And it was really good. This Vuv something or other. It's an orange label. I can't think of the name of it. But you buy it at a restaurant. It's like $180 a bottle. And I just found it. They just started stocking it at Woodman's. It's like 40 bucks a bottle. So I got a couple of bottles of that. But we got a decent collection going. We've kind of, you know, so now, now I'm getting into this and people are schooling me on it. And teaching me to taste for the oak barrel versus uh, a stainless steel type of, you know, thing that they keep them in and, and all that kind of, I mean, whatever, you know, it, I'm into all this stuff now. So I took a couple of pictures. I said, eh, it's growing. We've got about 50 bottles and we're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're doing okay. Hmm. Uh, 877-867-167. So who knows? Maybe we end up with the official wine. We've already got the official beer, which is Bud Light. Uh, and by the way, Ben, uh, Bud Light, because I've got a, a gathering coming up here in uh, April. Bud Light, uh, our friends at Bud Light wanted to know, uh, one, are you a Bud Light drinker, which you had better be? And secondly, uh, would you like some of your own? Absolutely. I'm going to be having Bud okay. Light on Friday. I'm going to Milwaukee. Are you really? I am. Not well, going see, to the game. You... My friends and I made some plans. We'll be down at bars watching. Well, they, uh, you need to swing by on your way into town. I'm like right off the highway. I could do that. And uh, we will get you uh, your Bud Light. Now, if you're going to be downtown, maybe we introduce you uh, to the gang at Stenny's, the best sports bar ever. I'm in. Your friends, have yeah, your yeah. friends been down there? Okay. Well, I don't think so. One of them do. is from the area, but I haven't okay. talked to him about his, his local you know, doings. But. Maybe we do that. Maybe yeah. we take you down there. So if we're going to go downtown, maybe that's where we go. Go to Walker's Point. You can... Have everybody in their Wisconsin gear getting ready for and put the best wings you ever had in your mouth. So maybe, maybe we do that. Oh, we we'll got to bring you out for the game then. We don't have anything planned, I think, for Friday night, as a matter of fact, that I know of. I have to go back and check my schedule, but I don't think we have anything planned for Friday night. I could be wrong. 
uh, could be just recuperating after a Thursday because uh, tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day. Not that we really got big plans for that. Uh, I actually have a meeting in the afternoon that I got to go to, and then we're going to go out for a little bit after that. But I got a meeting that just popped up. So we'll see. Oh, I'll be here but, from uh, yeah. uh, dark we'll to out. dark to tomorrow. We'll tomorrow. work it out. Well, right. Yeah, I heard about that. So what is the big deal tomorrow? Uh, so Ebo is, from what I understand, he is not, wink, wink, going for a vasectomy. Yep. He is just going to the grocery store and buying a big chip clip. Yep. Uh, to so then you go. watch March Madness. Okay. Now, he has, he has stuff going on. So I'm hosting the morning show. I'm here on okay. the day job at 10 to 2 and all that stuff afterwards. And then I'm hosting Kenny and Heilprin from 6 to 7. Wow. You got a lot going on. And then after that, it's imbibing and St. Patrick's Day fun and frivolity and then into Milwaukee the next day. I heard that he's uh, his wife is not going to be home, so he's got to walk the cat all day. So <laughs> I heard that's what he's doing. He's got to walk the cat. So I, I saw her on, uh, uh, I think it was on Instagram, walking around with her cat. So they walk the cat. It's pretty cool. Uh, 877-867-167. You're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. How we looking? Hey, if you're looking to uh, clean up your mess, uh, there is no better company than Wabam, W-A-B-A-M. And whether you're industrial or you, maybe a janitorial service, uh, maybe just a, a car guy or car girl, for that matter, or a motorcycle person, uh, they've got great cleaners, waxes, uh, ceramics. They've also got industrial stuff that you can use inside your business, um, everything from sanitary wipes to wipe down cabinets and countertops and such, all the way, you know, down to uh, stuff to clean up, you know, floors and bathrooms. And I mean, just you name it, they've got it. Go to get, and basically they're local. That's the best part about it. They're local and they can get it to you in short order. It's fantastic stuff. And I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Go to our guys at Wabam. Get Wabam, W-A-B-A-M, getwabam.com. Tell Ryan Stefano and his family and everybody over there that has that company uh, that they're, they're great people. They really, really, truly are. Really honest, good people, too. Uh, go to getwabam, W-A-B-A-M, getwabam.com. That is getwabam.com. And if you are a business owner, I cannot recommend it enough. It really, not only does it work, but it's nowhere near as expensive as some of the stuff on the open market, so... Go to getwabam.com if you're looking to cut some costs in maybe the cleaning supply area. Um, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. The toughest division in the National League is, and I was just asking, the only reason I bring it up because I was just asked this. I mean, the Mets are getting better. Um, you know, Bryce Harper and company, they're, you know, trying to get better. They pick up Kyle Schwarber in uh, – in, in just a, not that long ago, as a matter of fact. Uh, the Braves, even with the loss of Freddie Freeman, trying to get better. The Braves won the division last year. Uh, you see teams in that division trying to get oh, except for Miami. Miami stinks on ice. But uh, they're all trying to get better. In the meantime, you've got the Brewers and the Cardinals. And the Brewers beat the Cardinals by five games, if you remember, last year. And it wasn't even much of a chase. The Reds were out of it. And the Reds, the Cubs, and the Pirates have gotten even worse. If the Reds win 75 games this year, I'll be shocked because they've just tore that thing down to the bare bones. Uh, Pittsburgh may end up being better than them. Who knows? Uh, the Cubs at 70, what, what did they win last year? 73, 74 maybe? 
maybe somewhere, somewhere around there. But they were out of it. They were just gone. They've torn that thing down. So it's basically the Brewers and the Central. And then out west, you've got, and, and don't forget, Fernando Tatis Jr. had the broken wrist, and he's had surgery. He's out three months. So the Padres, who just looked horrible last year, and they ended up, I think, close to 30 games out. It was the Giants and the, and the Dodgers. So you've got, really coming into the season, probably two, three teams in the east, one team in the central. The, I think the Cardinals are going to kind of be there. The Cardinals still won 90 games last year, if I'm not mistaken. But the Cardinals are going to be there. But I think the Brewers, it's the Brewers' division to lose. And then two teams in the West, and that's it. That's it. You're not. You're going to see everybody else. And remember last year, um, I think the Brewers, the Brewers win the division. The Cardinals made it. The Dodgers made it. Uh, and the Dodgers won, what, they win like 105 or six games last year? And they were a wild card team. Remember, San Francisco actually won the division. Um, and, and then everybody else just had faltered behind. But I, the, the National League's pretty cut and dry. I think you're going to have maybe, uh, and I don't think the Cardinals make it to the wild card this year. I think if the Brewers win the division, I think Atlanta and Philadelphia and New York are going to be vying for the title and then for the wild card. And it's probably going to be the Dodgers again. I don't know if San Francisco is going to replicate what they did last year. Uh, I think they're good. I think they're probably a 95-win team. I don't know if they're going to be a 105-10 win team like they were last year, but I think they'll be a 95-win team. But uh, but that's it. How would you like to start the season as a Marlin, a National, a Reds, a Cubs, a Pirates, a Padres, a Rockies, or a Diamondbacks fan? Probably go back to the lockout. Right? You would not give two blanks about Major League Baseball. I, my, uh, my ex-cousin-in-law, who I, my, my ex-wife, my second wife, so to speak, and I hate to say it that way. It makes me seem bad, but I am. Um, I'm still really good friends with Judy. And then her cousin, Anne, lives out in Arizona, and she just called me the other day out of the blue, and we were kind of talking because she wanted to know. We usually do dinner if I go to spring training. And she called me and I said, hey, what's the feel out there? And they want the Diamondbacks. They're screaming. She said, we got nothing to cheer for. Kyler Murray's kind of it. Their hockey team sucks. Uh, you know, obviously, they've got Arizona uh, in the tournament. Arizona State's not that good, uh, even though they do like Herm Edwards and the staff that he's put together football-wise. But she said, baseball? We, we got nothing. I mean, nobody even cares about baseball out there anymore because that the owner of the team has just torn it down to – beyond recognition to what it once was going back to the days of Randy Johnson and, and company. And, uh, and, and even when Craig council was there and they were winning a championship, it's, it's nowhere near what it used to be. And they, what they win like last year, 50, 55 games, something like that. They were terrible. So they have zero, zero. Th their biggest joy is spring training. Cause at least then they can go see and, and take a look to see what it's like. To, they won, what, 52 games? You said 52 games. Arizona sucks. They have zero hope going into next season. Zero. None. None. How'd you like to start out the season with absolutely positively no hope? None at all. Then you look and you got Tampa Bay was a 100-game winner. Boston, New York, they were all right there. Uh, Toronto was right there. I mean, Baltimore sucks. Baltimore's terrible. But with all those teams, and there's even some talk that maybe if the Reds decide to really tear it down, Joey Votto has talked about going back home because he's from Canada. 
uh, going back home, maybe for the remainder of his career. And, and maybe Toronto would have an interest in picking up Joey Votto. But I don't think that's going to happen this season. I think it would be more likely during the offseason next year. But those four teams still vying for the top spot in the East. We know the White Sox and, and Cleveland are going to be battling it out, if that's even much of a race. Uh, Detroit, Kansas City, you know, even Minnesota, they're, they're not going to be considered that good. There's Houston, Seattle, um, maybe Oakland. But, you know, the, the Angels, <laughs> they picked up Joe Madden. They've got, can you believe with Mike Trout and company, they've won 77 games, Joe Madden, all of his magic and all of his prophecies and such, and they still suck. And then the Rangers, they get that great big new stadium, and they just lay the absolute golden egg of zero, zinch, stink, nasty. There's not many teams in Major League Baseball even beginning to come into the season with any kind of a thought of postseason. That's a long season, man, to just suck. Uh, 877-867-1670. So anyway, that's kind of like the breakdown assessment-wise of uh, of Major League Baseball, at least what you don't have to look forward to if you're any one of those Fan bases. Um, Rick says, if the Packers don't get Adams done by three today, which seems unlikely, who will they need to cut to, to get the last few million to get under the uh, salary cap? My guess is, which is a great question, Rick, my guess is that they're going to redo Jair Alexander and Randall Cobb. They'll get that money back in that area. That's my guess. Those two guys probably stand out. You get Jair Alexander done. You give him more money, but then again, he takes a lot less in salary. You make it all bonus, signing bonus, and it's a lot less on the cap for this upcoming season. And uh, same thing with uh, Randall Cobb. You just restructure him and push that money out a little bit if you if you want to, if you need to. But they'll get in under the cap. There's not a, there's not a long way to go. But uh, And if they don't, I mean, you can lose draft choices and be fined and everything, but you got to get it done today. Uh, but the 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 Devonte Adams thing, I I don't think there's any way they're getting this done today. If they do, kudos to them. It would be somewhat surprising to me, just because I believe, from what I understand, they're pretty far apart in what he wants. So, but that that's probably the direction it'll go. Uh, I had said all along for some more numbers, wait for some more announcements because it's it's got to happen. We all know that. So we probably would look for a restructure of Randall Cobb, maybe a long-term signing of Jair Alexander. I don't think they get Devontae done, but, you know, stranger things have happened. Cross your fingers. Then all is right with the world because if they get him in, they're a, a, um, a lot less. Then it becomes a, extremely fair, so to speak, for, for him and for the Packers, and we'll see if that actually happens. Um, and you're right. They still need to get the rookie signed, uh, the, the rookie draft class. They have to be under enough. Now, they've got between now and the draft to get all those guys in. So you've got, you know, to get, you know, additional money. But there's not a lot more to, to do. I mean, there's not a lot of guys that you're going to restructure even more, you know. You don't want to, you don't want to, you know, I mean, you don't want to kick that can too far down the road. Because you're going to have guys retiring, and you're going to still be owing those guys money. You're going to have, you know, $70, 80000000 million in <laughs> dead cap money for a team of you, me, and a couple of people out of the, the you know, the Budweiser di- distributorship. That's it. Maybe Ben Kenny. He can't even play anymore because his knees are so shot. Can't even be a kicker. So uh, before it's all said and done, you and I may end up playing over there for, for a pittance. 
877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show's now. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Michael Show. So we're sitting here. We were talking a little earlier about wine, and I'm getting all these people now with wine discussions. So Ben, I threw it up on the uh, on the on the Twitter poll. Oh boy, yeah. What's your preference? Mer- Merlot, Pinot Noir, Pinot Grigio, other. Yeah, I don't know if I have one. Um, I don't think I know enough, but I okay. Probably Merlot. Nothing wrong with that. No, I'll say yeah. Merlot so I sound smart. Like even okay. I lived in Italy for a year, and I I enjoyed the wine. But I didn't learn enough to actually speak intelligently. Yeah. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. I agree. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I. I. Even though I'd like to be, I cannot honestly. Um. If I think about it and I go through it in my head, I can probably pick the difference between some wines. But for the most part, it's. I'm not one of those guys that takes the drink, swishes it around, spits it into a bucket. I'm not that guy. I'm the guy that takes the drink, swishes it around, and goes, hmm, I'll have another glass of that. What do you mean you'll have another glass? Well, I drank the one sip you gave me. Give me another glass. And until the bottle's gone, and then I'm, met, and then I'm a mess. So that's, I'm that guy. 877 867 You want to hit us up, 877-867-1670. Uh, bam, that fast. Holy mackerel. Eight votes. Merlot, Pinot Noir, other at 37%. 13% Pinot Grigio. What are you, big Franzia guy? Uh, no, I don't do the... But you know what? If it tastes good, who cares? I don't care. The The box wine is only good in warm weather when you're on the boat. You're not going to take glass out there. You know, that type of thing. And that has, that has made its way onto my boat. As a matter of fact, a buddy of mine, um, when we go to Lake Cumberland every now and then... Now, I haven't been there in a couple of years, but down in Lake Cumberland, he's got a huge pontoon boat. He actually has built on his boat a little, uh, it's like a little platform, It's it, it, and it's tilted uh, just a few degrees up in the back, so tilted forward, and he's got a bungee cord, and he straps in boxes of wine. So you've got white wines, red wines, all these different types of wines, and you just take your plastic Solo cup, and you walk up, and it's tilted towards you, so you just pop that little top open, fill your cup up, and go back and sit down. He's got like a wine rack. And and over this, he's got this little shaded thing, and uh, he puts ice around it and stuff. It's actually pretty cool. But, uh, but yeah, that's the only time I've ever had boxed wine. Though all that and that, like, you know, games. If you ever do wine at a game, usually, unless you're in a suite, usually they'll serve it out of a, out of a box or a little, you know, dispenser. Very rarely at, at games do they open up bottle after bottle after bottle after bottle of wine. They usually go with the big dispensers of it. So... But Franzium, you know, hey, on a, on, a, on a hot summer day, it's not a bad way to go. I can do that. Uh, Rick says dry white wines. So would you go like Pinot Grigio then? There you go. Maybe in that direction. A dry Pinot Grigio. 
877-867-1670. So when they push uh, money out further years, do the contracts adjust for the interest lost by not giving them the money up front? Mm, no. I don't think so. That's a that's a really deep question for me. I have no idea. That's like when people say, do they take into account the city in which they live and play and the tax base in that city? I, I, no, I have no idea. You know, here's the thing. Um, ben says, by the way, got to have Moscato. I love Moscato. There's a, a, a Moscato called Mandoro. Oh, my God. It's only like 10 bucks a bottle, but it's fantastic. Really sweet, though. Um, guys, and, and this, this is between you, me, and the fence post. I have talked to numerous agents, numerous agents over my days. And the agents kind of take some of that into consideration where they live, the city in which they play, if they play here, if they play in Canada, if they, you know, when it comes to baseball so or hockey. So they, they, the, the agents will take that a little bit into consideration. But for the most part, no, they don't. Because they'll, and they'll tell you, to a man, you could put a million, six million, four million, five hundred thousand, ten million. You can put all that money into one room, in tens or fifties or singles or however you want to do it, and those guys would never know. They don't know. A few pay attention to the totals, but they don't know. They just know that they're millionaires. They just know that they've got somebody that's going to take care of their money. They just, you know, now again, some of them are pretty savvy and they want to be involved in every step of the you know, the process and they want to, they want to watch their, their money. Okay. But for the most part, that's what you got agents for and accountants for. And you want to make sure that you're putting money into proper investments into different shelters, getting tax breaks, all that stuff. They don't know. All they know is this guy got 26 million. I deserve 28 million. I deserve a dollar more than he gets. I'm the better. I'm better than him. If that guy got 30, I deserve 40. If that guy got 20, I deserve 22. I, it's, that's all they care about. The word R, the respect word, is you show me respect. Show me respect is just another fine way of saying show me the money. That's it. That's it. There's nothing more than that. So they don't know. So great question. Great question, but, yeah, it, it doesn't, you know, they we don't talk about on any channel, say, you know, Matthew Stafford, after winning the Super Bowl, they're going to make him the highest paid player. Well, all they do is look at Aaron Rodgers' contract and say he'll be this high. They don't say, well, he's got to be $11 million more rather than $2 million more because he plays in California where the tax brackets are higher. Nobody says that. Nobody gives two dams about that, you know. None no, of that. No one's going to negotiate uh, free gas at Quick Trip into their new contract. <laughs> they should at this point, given the recent developments. Yeah, yeah if you uh, if you drive any kind of a major truck, pickup truck or something like that, you should have that negotiated in. Man, I'll tell you, that's uh, it's getting hefty. Although I will say, I I, I applaud Quick Trip because out by me, they're fighting it, man. They're sitting at three ninety seven. They're fighting it. They just they just keep holding true, you know. Every day I wait for it to go up, and I I should probably go fill up today because I would assume by tomorrow it'll be going up again. But uh, yeah, they're they're fighting it. They're not over four dollars yet.
uh, at least where I live. I mean, in other areas, they certainly are. Uh, like by Kristen up in the Grafton. What, I don't know why Grafton is 25 cents higher than what it is out here in my area, but it is. Maybe they just feel that they can afford it over there, I guess. I don't know. But it's not like she lives, you know, two hours away. It's like 30 minutes. But you gotta, you gotta, got to have that higher money in that area. So, and even when I'm driving out to Madison, you get out into some of the areas in between my house and Madison, and it goes down. You know, it's it's three ninety seven. You get to Madison, it's four four ten, four fifteen. So I don't know. Uh, Rick says four oh nine. A quick trip in Central Wisconsin. Uh, see three sixty nine in West Salem. God love West Salem. Just outside of La Crosse, love that place. God love them. Hang in there. Hang in there, West Salem. Oh, my buddy, Dr. Paul at, at Levine Dental. God, I, I haven't seen Doc Paul in a while. I got to go over there. I'm still rocking around with a temporary crown right now. I got to see Doc Paul, but he says uh, you got to go with Moscato. Got to go with a Moscato. Uh, got Metal, metal Vein says uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Got more votes for Moscato coming in. Go with the other. Go with the other. There you have it. Hang in there. We got a lot more. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.